And welcome back to Skeptic, everyone. Today's episode, we've been discussing the recently released latest episode of the Chronicles of Rigi. What's going on in there? Followed by, we got a bit of a uh, mini game, one of the R's terminal, the virtual reality games, uh, augmented reality, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we got some interesting stuff from that, followed by a labs event. And then finally, we're going to close out with more requill discussion, everyone's favorite topic. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, Giga, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. I felt very busy this week randomly. I've just like I've got loads of things that I've been putting off and putting onto the back burner that I've actually started churning through. But then it's like oh, I'm trying to like do all those things and all the normal things at once. Even though it's the end of the wipe, usually it's, it kind of like chills out a little bit. But I feel like I went through a bit of a sort of the wipes not coming. I'm in a bit of a rut. What are we going to do for the next like month or two? into like doing the hardcore thing and analyzing some of the stuff on Tarkov TV. And it's, I don't know, I've sort of like felt myself like lift back up again a bit and be like, you know, not, I don't know. It's like, it's one of those complicated things towards the end of the wipe. There's like just less stuff to talk about in general, sure. just because there's, you know, people are not playing or whatever. It's like hard to make things like super interesting or to even just be thinking up as interesting topics. At the beginning of the wipe, it's very, very easy um, because it, the, it basically just makes itself right. Um, and at the end, you have to be a bit more creative. But um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. But it means that I'm kind of like infused into like making these things. Like the recall video that I did, and we'll talk about this later, but the recall video that I did, it, like I ended up putting it out later than I would normally do. Um, oh, really? I like, missed my usual deadline. I, no one really notices on YouTube, to be honest. But, um, you know, I normally put them out at, like four o'clock my time. And mm. I was just like, I got to like four o'clock. Like usually I put them out the day before, actually, because it goes out to like my patrons a day early. And I got, but I got to like four o'clock on Wednesday and I was just like, man, it's not finished. Like, I'm actually just not done. Um, and because it was one of those ones where it's like, obviously, I want to show people some stuff, but it's also kind of for BSG. I was like, this needs yeah. to be done the way I want it to be done, you know? And, um, you know, I've spoken to some of the community managers before, and like, they do watch these videos, things like, um, there's like a one of the other ones that I did previously um, that was, uh, they got referenced at some point and I was just like, okay, like they do watch this stuff. So, you know, like I, I want to make sure that I actually get across the points that I really want to make and make right, it clear right. and obvious and hammer home that stuff. So yeah, so it's like all of those kind of things. I feel like I've sort of held myself to a higher standard than just like, oh, it's end of wipe, you know, wipes in two weeks or just like make this video and then you know, move on to the next thing. So between all of that stuff, I had a guy coming over, <laughs> coming over to have a look at putting solar panels on my house. I'm going to be upgrading oh, cool. my real hideout, the actual <laughs> hideout. Because... Electricity is very expensive, especially if you're on your PC all you're day. You're trying to get that um, Bitcoin three farm going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I had him. Uh, that's why I was ended up cutting my stream a little short on Thursday because I had, had some guy over. I was talking to him about that, which is which is kind of cool. I'm excited about that as well. So there's like a lot of stuff going on. I'm I've been pretty busy actually um, outside of EFT, which is which is fun. It's good. It's good to be busy. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel I feel that like this week Friday is just like I can't believe it's Friday already. I don't know where anything went. I mean, I'm. <laughs> i'm like i'm so jealous of your ability just to like like you say you're behind and put the video up. i was like oh giga's already got the video out you know i was like okay well shit i was kind of <laughs> expecting it to be like maybe next week or something but yeah. i'm still here sitting like you know still like hmm, pondering some things i haven't even started on the screen i think like when you're in the swing of it i think that the process does get easier Honestly, mm. like, because you just get used to just like making stuff in a certain time, especially also, it's like, there's also that adage, which they, 
is well, I've heard it from a few people, which is, you know, if you want something done, give it to somebody who's busy or, <laughs> or like work, work fills all available time. You know, yeah. when someone's like already busy, they're just like, crap, I've got yeah. to like fit this in somehow. And they just like, oh, right. What's the, what's like the, the minimum path right. that I can get to the thing that I want. And like, I do feel like that often between like, you know, this and the kids and the other stuff that I've got to do. And I'm just like, you know, like this morning I was trying to do um, some stuff about armor or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm doing this thing this afternoon, like later on with the kids that like, I didn't want to pass up. Cause like, I'm just like, look, it's late wife. It's, I should be able to like go and do some stuff. That was kind of like, the, that was the flexibility that I wanted coming, doing this job in the first place. And then I was like, right, but that means I need to move scav talk like back an hour. And then I was like, but then I've got this other thing. So I've like pushed something to Monday. So I had to cram this thing into like this morning to make it. And I'm like, yeah, I can make it in this slot. That's fine. But I'm just like, you know, right at the, right at this, trying to do this, da, 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 and just got like very streamlined about it. I think it's just the only way. And you, you get better with practice, but you have to like, a bit like Tarkov, you have to deliberately practice trying to make this stuff in that way and like not be distracted. Like it's so easy to procrastinate and something else takes your attention away and, and things. And that happens to me too. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good when you've got the fear, as I like to call mm. it, because that really gives you the proper kind of like, right, we got to buckle down now, you know? The best motivator, fear. Mm, indeed indeed so, which um, by the way unrelated uh congrats on 100k views on that uh hardcore video oh, you were talking earlier you. about uh you know late wipe content creation and stuff so mm. I, love, I love to see it i saw your yeah post. it's funny i've been trying kind of like each time the wipe comes to the end because obviously like when the wipe happens then i like go back to what i know because it's well that's the thing that i usually do and it's just right. like it's just my thing, right? I, I make the that stuff, the stuff that comes easiest to me. Um, but I'm interested in making other stuff too. I want to mm -hmm. expand out as a creator. And I've tried like the last couple of wipes to do some of the things like this. And I've had some, you know, some success and learned a few things over the way. But I think this time I was looking up a, a lot of different stuff and thinking about things and watching other people do it as well, because there's been a lot more of that, right? Like I didn't really think that until Swamp, it was really Swamp Fox actually, until he started making like, like big hour long movies. Yeah, that were getting huge traction. Yeah, I didn't really think it was possible. Like we talked about this previously, just like ah, oh, it's, it's not really doable in Tarkov compared to Rust or something. Um, and he really first showed that it it was possible, and there mm -hmm. is an audience for it if you do it in the right way. Um, and like I just don't think you know I, I'm not the person to be like the the trailblazer in in that particular <laughs> genre. Right? It's not really my my thing. But um, you know, I want to learn and I want to understand how to yeah. do this kind of stuff because it's because it's cool and interesting and um. And Raman style, he did the same thing, right? He had a shorter one. He was one of the, the only ones that I've seen that was short because this was under 20 minutes, I think. Um, and it's like nearing 2 million views now, which is insane. And I was yeah. just like, man, this, like, this is so cool. Like I've always wanted to make this kind of content, but it never really justified the time because it's like, I just don't really think anybody's going to watch it. So like, well, okay, well, how do we make it like super interesting in the way that those guys do? So the last couple of wipes has been okay. I had like a Lighthouse one, two wipes ago, I think. And then there was the one about the scarcity one, um, which did pretty well. Um, but this time it was like learning all the lessons from that and seeing other people do it and just going, okay, actually, this is a better way to do this. This is a better way to build a story. This is a better way to get people more engaged and make it just more interesting for people. Um, I kind of put that together with the hardcore thing, which is an interesting topic on its own. And then it ends up doing really well. So I'm like, I'm super pleased. Honestly, I'm really pleased because it's just, yeah, it's just nice when this stuff does good. And um, it's a, especially with that type of content, because it's not throwaway clickbaity whatever right like some stuff just goes viral because it's just like dumb and stupid and that's just the way youtube is but these types of these types of things don't they don't get to decent numbers of views unless they are actually good right it's like jesse's one i don't know if you've seen um jesse's like one life that he did with Valian. <clears throat> a little bit it's i didn't of, watch the whole thing you know 
that's like so well edited. Um, I actually spoke to Jesse a little bit about that. He was just like, yeah, it took literally like months to edit yeah. and stuff. It's just like crazy. And you could see, because I mean, you know, he's got a, an editor, proper editor working on it. He's not just mm. doing it himself. But it's just like all the overlays to like set the scene and all this kind of stuff. Like it just, it takes a long time actually. It's the thing that I learned about doing these is that you really need to come from the perspective of like anything the structure and the you know the drawing board first and like how do you want it to go and then you get down into the race like i think previously i was just too keen to just like get into the editing i'm just like oh these are the cool raids and we'll just like splice them together but there's like nothing really joining them together or it's not really that there's nothing driving forwards like a, a story or anything so um it's just yes yeah, it's fun to see that type of content really start to kick off in our world and and to be a little bit of a little tiny part of it you know it's, it's nice so yeah I'm, I'm pleased it's fun yeah, maybe a controversial opinion, maybe not, but you know the 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 high quality editing is nice. You know, it's 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 definitely there's a lot of value to it. But I think the big the biggest thing is just the topical or, or, or the mm. marketing. You know, it's like uh, really having something that people are like actually interested in. You know what I mean? Uh, getting those clicks, getting the clicks yeah. is half the battle, and you know, staying getting to stay there is the other half the battle. That's probably like where the structure comes in and you know maybe the editing and, and this and yeah, entertainment mm. value but yeah if, i think i think if you just if it's so hard because you just it's you're like playing a psychological game you know and and that's like part one and then part two is like actually having the meat and potatoes there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's um i was talking to a few people recently about it who are kind of you know broadly smart people but like don't really know anything about youtube and the way that i've mm. ended up describing it is you know, say you go to the supermarkets and you want to go and buy a chocolate bar, you want to try something new, you know, you look on the shelf and you're just like, well, you can't taste any of this stuff until you buy it, right? So you just yeah, end up having to pick something true. based on the way it looks. It's like, it's very similar. And it's yeah. just, it's that marketing thing. It's like, you need the, you need an idea. You need the idea to be good, but you need the idea also to be marketable, right? The, the idea needs to be packaged up in a way that's like, somebody looks at it and goes, okay, I understand what this is about. And it looks interesting, right? That's really it. Um, it's like the funny thing about like thumbnails in particular. I don't want to go too much into the weeds about YouTube, but um, the funny thing about thumbnails is that there's a lot of like graphic design people who go like, oh, I can make a thumbnail right. for this. And it's like the thumbnails they make are like works of art, but they're not necessarily like good thumbnails from like the YouTube specific perspective. Like you can make something much more simple. It's more eye catching, even though what they've done is like technically very, very, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing, right? There's some technically amazing thumbnails out there. But if they don't catch the eye as much as it's just completely black with some white text on it, like, well, that's the one that actually wins, right? It's right. like, it's this weird thing. It's weird, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just spending you know, more time but actually fiddling around doing it is not necessarily the best thing, but it's, yeah, it's an eye-catching thing. In that aspect, though, there's a lot of contrast in there, right? Like, it's just, you know, 90% 90, 90 of the screen is black, and then you just have this mm. white text there. It's like, it forces you to look. That's like, that's one thing I love about the thumbnails that don't have any text on them because like you know it's like i look at the picture and it's like you know it's interesting it's like okay well well like i want to know more so then like i have to read the title you know mm. so it, like forces me to read the title which is kind of an interesting aspect too assuming i'm yeah. interested in the thumbnail to begin with right exactly and there's almost like a circular thing as well with like if everybody's got like i mean you actually almost saw this in the tarkov world which is that the first people coming out with the 3d like rendered thumbnails mm -hmm. They looked crazy, right? And it was just like, mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh my goodness. But then like the more of them there are, 
kind of the sim- more similar they all look, even though they all look great. Like once people get used to it, starts to become a you style. Might be, but yeah, and you might almost mm. be better off going back to like something more simple because in the list, that one actually looks different and maybe catches the eye better. You know, it's like if everyone's make beautiful thumbnails in the you know, whichever space you are in YouTube, it doesn't really matter. And then someone just puts no effort in, and as I say, just puts like white text on a black background. That thumbnail will stand out amongst all the other really high contrast, you know, super super like loads of color and all this mm-hmm. stuff that one will stand out because it's so different sometimes so sometimes it's almost a bit circular which is kind of funny <laughs> yeah i've heard that principle <laughs> talked about uh it, it's almost like anti-meta or there's another word or phrase for it uh it's like you know it's, it's, it's like you have all these rules for like thumbnail or design or whatever and then you break mm. them and then that's the thing that like drives the, the clicks on the video because it's like it's breaking it's breaking this the standard you know yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, oh, it's fascinating. I actually really mm-hmm. enjoy the YouTube game. It's one of the reasons why, yeah. I, you know, I don't, you know, can sustain and just keep going because it is interesting all on its own. It's like its whole own field, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and guys like me making this stuff watch other people talking about making the thing. It's like its whole own industry. There's like loads of other people that I watch about, you know, this strategy and that strategy and what people are doing in other areas of YouTube that may be relevant as well. Like it's its whole own game too which is which is cool but yeah i find that kind of stuff interesting and fun so good anyway (laughs) let's get into what went on so i think the order of events started with chronicles of rigi itself Mm -hmm. which i don't really know what i was expecting from it but the last one ended with jaeger right (laughs) and this one that was the hounds yeah, the Bloodhounds one. They were yeah. to the Bloodhounds and they go and find Jaeger. Presumably something happened, but like Jaeger's nowhere to be seen. Like this one opens up with them just basically like wandering through an abandoned town. Um, the long and the short of it is very cinematic and there's lots of kind of emotion and stuff okay. involved in it, which is, it's cool. It's like a cool piece of like cinematography. It doesn't really drive forward the plot particularly. Basically like Richie's looking for a phone with internet signals so he can get on the ARS terminal. Um, he gets in using this, like, I guess, a login that he's not used before. Maybe he gets that from Jaeger, I'm not sure. But the phone has got the pictures that we saw a while back. You know, BSG posted a load of stuff. There was one of, like, Tan Pants Man being mugged by Rishala. There's, like, the Blue Head Doctor speaking to Ragman. Right. There was, like, all of those pictures. Yeah. Um, those are all on the phone, and Rishi's, like, looking through them. And uh, he sees Tan Pants Man being rugged, mugged by Rishala and says, like, he says, like, oh, it's Uncle Collier. How, why is he mixed up in all this? Um, and then he's then the video where Sanatar and the Blue Head Doctor are in labs, and labs gets basically raided, and like Rigi's dad's in the line of people. That one's also on the phone too, and like Rigi points his dad out, um, and because it was like it was pretty much certain that that was him, I think, because we'd seen him you know, in the in the clip before, and it looked like him in the video. But he confirmed that that was his dad, and. Um, Tampants Man is actually in like the raiding party and goes and like, you know, to him specifically and is like, you know, you're okay kind of thing in the footage, which we knew about previously. So it's interesting actually that he's sort of involved in that. And it's actually Richie's uncle in some ways, which is which is pretty crazy. Um, so once he's found the phone, they then he then goes and like concocts his plot to go and meet Gluhar. So he goes and finds Gluhar out in some kind of field camp or whatever, um, being covered by the sniper dude. And basically they have a conversation and he's just like um, what's my uncle Nikolai Stepanovich involved in all this for? Which is 
I think that's his real name, Uncle Collier. I think Collier is a short name for Nikolai because I get that. I think that's you know it's just the end end sure. thing. It's like a short and sort of um well like familiar version. I think something along those lines. And Glue, I was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you're gonna need to get back into the terminal. Um, he's like, I don't know. He says like, is your uncle with you? Like, just don't ask me because I, I don't want you. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. So whatever. And uh, I had actually forgotten that Chepashilla back from the original Chronicles of Rigi, had joined Gluha. I'd forgotten that he was part of that group. But he actually breaks off and goes, oh, I'm fed up of just like sacking cargo, so I want to join with you again. So Chepashila goes with Rigi and goes back to the, the snipery guy who he's been going around with until then. But that's basically it. Like the only other thing, he says like, um, how is Arshavir involved in all this, which is uh, the name of Ragman, because he's in one of those pictures too. Um, he asks Gluha, like, how's he involved as well? And he just doesn't tell him anything. So that was basically it. But that kind of started off the ARRS event. I think that was the beginning of it because they, they talk about it a bit and Rigi and Gluha are talking about it too. Um, and that, yeah, that released kind of like some something new within the augmented reality world. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just don't really know what happened to the, like where Jaeger was or how, what his involvement was. I was kind of expecting a little scene with him. I'm a bit sad that there wasn't one. They just sort of cut from them running away from the bloodhounds. Oh, it's Jaeger. And then like, oh, now he's going to go meet Gluha. It's like, what happened? Maybe that's part of the intrigue. Maybe we'll find out later. Or maybe it's just skipped over. We just have to guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, kind maybe it's safe for... They, they want to explore that. Like, they're not ready to tell that side just quite yet. You know? Maybe. Maybe it has implications for the upcoming content slash wipe. Yeah, it could do. I mean, the the only other thing that I would say about the whole thing is that I could have missed something. I read around a few different places about it. Mm. Not that many people have been discussing this latest Chronicles of Rishi. I almost forgot that it had released because, as I said to you just, just before we started, it came out while I was like busy at the weekend. And then I just kind of forgot about it because there was like the labs event and stuff. And um, I only remembered about it later in the week. But yeah, when I was looking around, not many people were really talking about it. And Nice Guy didn't do a video specifically on it yet. I don't know whether he's planning to. Maybe he will mm. do soon. That's but he didn't specifically do a video on it. And usually that's where I kind of like piece together some extra info because he goes right. like, oh, this community member noticed this or this community member noticed this, right? Because he's sort of like the <coughs> hub for that kind of like lore information. So like I had to look through a few places and, um, you know, I'd forgotten about Chepi Schiller until I think I, I read it somewhere because um, I was almost like, you know, I haven't watched them from the beginning for a long time. And I was like, oh, who's this guy like leaving Gluhar's gang? That's kind of weird. Um, when I watched it and then reading some people's comments on Reddit, they were like, oh, it's funny that Chepa Schiller's come back to him or whatever. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that is Chepa Schiller. Yeah, I just don't recognize him because I haven't watched like those ones for like a year or something. Um, so I'd kind of forgotten. So there could well be stuff that is in there that's hidden that, you know, we've missed or not, not spotted. And there's maybe something else in there. But I did try to you know, go through and remind myself of like who was which names and things if, in case there's any crazy links. But I haven't seen anything too nuts yet it's just um just his links with his uncle and his dad and he's involved in in some particular way i don't really know we will see we will see so this opened up the ars thing this is the one there was what well, i think nice guys actually make a video about this because he's obviously king arrs as mm. well <laughs> um this one was extremely complicated from what i can tell like i'm not really a part of it because i'm just kind of too busy to do that and i'd usually follow along as a macro level what's happening this one was crazy there was like you know a load of stuff to unlock in the ars terminal like codes to break and whatnot whatnot like one of them was like max planck's constant and like other physics stuff is like really weird um 
But then there were some physical posters around the world in Tokyo, in Paris, uh, I think maybe San Francisco, I'm not sure. Like somewhere in the States um, and one in St. Petersburg as well. And there was people having to go out and go and get them. Oh, it was LA. Okay, someone, someone said correct me, it was in LA. And then people had to go and get them. And it was kind of like a recruitment poster for Terror Group with the blue haired doctor on the front saying like, you know, 10 times your salary and all this kind of stuff, which is kind of fun. Um, but what it turned out was that there were actually like different branches to the ARS depending on the region around the world. Now, I don't know whether BSG intended for the different regions to work on those parts themselves, but, you know, that's not really how it goes, right? Like, nice guy is really the, the kingpin of all of it, and everybody pulls their resources together globally to get to an answer. But there were a couple of different branches, and I think the one that they managed to finish first was the Russian branch, and BSG actually did confirm to them that they'd finished that one first, and that unlocked the... The, the scavs on labs event or like, you know, breaking into the lab security systems. But it sounds like if they completed one of the other ones, maybe the US one or maybe the European one, that they might have actually had a different outcome depending on which one they did, which is kind of interesting. interesting. There was like, yeah, there was like a, um, there was a note in one of them basically saying like, oh, your colleagues from another region got here first or something um, for a different piece of the ARS. Um, and they're like, you know, I'll bet you were wondering what, you know, what might have happened. Da, da, da. And there was like some hints that it could have been something different. Um, but I'm not really sure. I think like, yes, yeah, so as I said, nice guys going to put out a more consolidated video about what actually happened with the ARS stuff. But like, you know, it's crazy. They basically spent like three full days. I don't even know, like hundreds of people working on it because like these things are not easy to break. Mm. Um, and it seems like BSG are getting a bit better at, um, what's the word, sort of finessing it so it doesn't just get like, immediately solved which is mm -hmm. quite cool so yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of interesting I, I like that they've got that there but i think it's a very small part of the community that actually gets to properly be involved in that um sure which is you know it, it's it's fine those people love it and that's good okay yeah it's a very unique experience for them mm, mm, mm. exactly exactly so with all that said they managed to then unlock the Scavs on Labs event, which we've seen one time before. I can't remember if it was last wipe or wipe previous to that. Maybe it was last wipe. I'm not sure. But needless to say, the Scavs on Labs event is probably one of my favorite events <laughs> in all. Like, really? I really, really like it. It's so good. I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think you might have had to pay as a PMC, but you didn't as a Scav. But this time, you don't have to pay as PMC for sure. So you just go and play, and it's crazy. We, I did, like, one sort of afternoon of streaming doing scavs on labs. It's just mindless entertainment. I just go in as a scav, do random stuff, go in as PMC, do random stuff, go in as a scav, do random stuff. Like, as PMC, you're basically just in there, like, as long as you dare, try to kill as many scavs as possible. You end up racking up, like, insane amounts. Like, because the, there's raiders there as well, AI scavs, player scavs. Like, it's absolute carnage. It's complete chaos. You end up with, I think the best raid that I had was something like 14,000 XP or something. You get like 20 to 30 scavs and raiders, and maybe like a PMC here or there. But I mean, the PMCs are just like completely overrun, right? So you're like more likely to fight players and player scavs. But I really, really like it. I think it's so good. It's like, it's just very free. It's like, it's like playing like, I don't know, CS free for all, like COD free for all or something. It's just like, it's kind of dumb, but it's still Tarkov. You still have to extract. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I like it. It's, it's really cool. And it's especially good end wipe because you've just got infinite resources. Like I have been taking in, I think it was one of the guns we got given in the events from, not events, but the, the 
whatever they're called, not you know, drop the drop type things that we got on Tarkov TV. There was like a short barreled M4 and I just like modded it a little bit to make it actually good. So they had the, I think they had the hybrid suppressor on it. I was just like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Like I put the silencer co on that instead and took it from 50 recoil down to like 26 or something. I'm just like, yeah, boy, there we go. Let's let's do this. And just like two drum mags of 5.5A1, just like mowing down, just like waves of scavs, killing raiders. Like it's so good. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy that event a lot, actually. I think it's super, super fun. And if people were thinking about getting, I mean, it might be done by the time that this goes out. I'm not sure, but it's been on for a couple of days. Um, it might carry on. I'm not sure. But yeah, if you're, if anyone's thinking about learning labs or wants to learn labs or never got the chance to learn labs or whatever, like now is the absolute best time to learn labs. You get to run around all the corridors. Like people aren't doing the usual stuff of, you know, they're like looking through planters with a voodoo with a six X across <laughs> the whole main hall. And like you poke right. your head out and just like out of a usual spot and they just kill you. Like it's just, it's completely different, right? It's like the, the whole map flow is just destroyed. And there's just scavs everywhere. As a scav, you could be running around, but you'll be killed by raiders. Like, it's, it's just carnage, absolute carnage. So it's great to learn the map because you get to go everywhere. I think that's one of the issues normally when you're learning something like labs is you feel very hemmed into the sort of safe bits. People tend to mm. puddle around down in the basement or they, like, skulk around in some of the stairwell bits because they feel like they can't be shot from lots of areas. Like, if you're hanging around, like, Red Room and that kind of area um, or, like, the key card rooms, you usually just get murdered by some chat who is just looking for pvp um but it's just not the case during this cover event and it's so much fun um yes one thing someone mentioned in chat actually that was surprising to me was i went with a throwaway kit just to mess around on the first one because it's what I, I was doing some graphics testing some like further graphics testing on my machine and i had like an sks with bp and a ceramic level four vest and i just went into labs with it i was just like whatever who cares we'll just play with that for now as pmc because um i've, I've got, it, uh, got, got it to hand and i can't be bothered to change the kits out I actually got it back in insurance. So whatever they did that. to open up the yeah, whatever they did to open up the map, you now get a new insurance back, which is uh, also kind of interesting. Not mm-hmm. uh, not that I think you might get that much back, honestly, because there's so many player scavs, it's mm. crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's possible. So yeah, that's great fun. I I love scav labs. It's one of my favorite things. That's good. Cool. So, I mean, that's, honestly, that's actually all I have for like, tar- like proper Tarkov updates. I think that's everything that's going on right now. Um, oh, I guess like one other little addition was Nice Guy thinks that because of the way that the branching and the unlocking of events worked in the ARRS, mm-hmm. he thinks that this might be the last free wipe event, which seems really lands? weird to me. Yeah, this seemed really weird to me. So, mm. I, I either hope wipes soon, or I hope he's wrong. One of the two. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I find mean, it hard to was... believe that this would be the last one. They said August, right? They didn't say like in August, anything like that. They said August, right? Uh, on the Tarkov TV cast. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. sure that's what he said. So, I mean, it I, could I come guess I, I guess it's possible because I mean, we only got three. I mean, you know. Former days, technically, I guess, including today, that uh, are in the month of July. So, I mean, August 1st is just saying it's Tuesday, you know, could wipe? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Someone just linked to me um, a tweet actually from Nice Guy from two days ago. And oh, okay. he said, yeah, another branch was finished and it talks about an event where all the bosses were on streets. That actually sounds cooler than Free Labs to me. Unfortunately, we didn't finish that branch first. So, there were other uh... events. 
kind of interesting how they're doing this. I actually disagree. I actually prefer Gavos <laughs> on Labs than um, all yeah. the bosses on the streets. Like, all the bosses on the streets to me, I just, like, I just don't really play it. I don't know. I just, like, they just kill you, you know? Like, yeah, maybe that's okay. Maybe you can kill them or something, but they're just, like, I much prefer fighting against, like, 20 player scavs as a PMC than fight against Gluha. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that might just be a product of the AI. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is a product of the AI. But at the same time, fighting players is always, in my opinion anyways, um, more, more interesting than fighting any type of AI, you know, no matter how good your AI system is. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, um, I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. It's... Uh, certainly interesting all of this stuff i don't know what's coming i hope that we get the wipe soon um but you know we're not on like pacing of events or anything like that so yeah very hard to know i'm not too bothered about the wipe right now simply because the bit really the stuff i'm dying to, to play with is not coming in this wipe so i'm not too bothered by it i mean i'll I'll probably check it out, but, you know, who's to say how much I actually be invested, right? I mean, you know, the early games, for me, always a pleasure, but, mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more eager for that December seasoned. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I've been asked a bunch of times, like, what I think is the most important update coming in August, and yeah. other than, like, performance and technical stuff, which is probably the most important thing, like... Gameplay-wise, it's like what we said last time. It's probably the pistol sidearm swap, right? There's nothing else right. fundamental coming. Like, streets expansion, yeah, cool. Boss on streets, cool. So it's like street stuff. But gameplay-wise for the other maps, so you're playing customs. Like, what's going to be different? Like, really anything? You know, there's going to be a couple of more guns, but... There'll be some new, yeah, some new toys. Like the, pistols, right. the pistol sidearm swap thing, I think it's the only thing that makes, like, a, a potentially fundamental change to the gameplay. Honestly. Yeah. 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 So well, what are you waiting for? That, well, yeah. Are we getting the, I can't remember, are we getting the uh, the loot randomizer box spawns? We it, are getting the loot randomizer box that, spawns. That'd be something to, to test with. That could be, I'm yeah, actually pretty might. curious how that behaves, you know. Mm. Like like we've joked about when we first heard about that news, if there's going to be a, you know, a weapons case in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, that, that, if it's that extreme, I don't think it will be. But if it's that extreme, like it could just spawn, you know, it's like floating above construction or something you know that's that's probably more bugged but uh you know what i mean it, mm. it it could be interesting you know i mean there might there might be some fun you know i could see some things where it's like uh especially like oh man i wonder if they're gonna do caches like that too that'd be a big one i imagine it's just gonna be on or off binary like hey this spawn you know you got all the weapon cases spawn essentially weapon crates and they're either mm. like they spawned in their usual no- location or they didn't spawn at all that's my like uh, if i'm setting the bar low that's where i would put it you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah 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 it's gonna be we're gonna have to see um it's quite funny actually on that sort of topic i did the quest yesterday you know you have to go and do the pixel search in the trailer for that early yes. quest on customs yes i did that quest yesterday on hardcore with the new method um, i think when i went there this wipe i think it was the same for me just randomly 
But um, when I went there on Hardcore, it was like the little thing wasn't there. And I was just like, this thing's already super annoying to find. I was like, really? Is it now this is somewhere else? So I had to like scour the carriage. It's like, it's like stuck underneath one of the like little box things. It's just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for actual crates, it should be, should be more interesting. I do hope that they've moved them around that they're in different places. Or maybe they're not there. Maybe they are there. And there's lots of dynamic places they could be. But that would require a lot of work, I think. To, yeah, I would think so. You got to place these like ghost templates of a million different crates and make sure that when they all spawn, they don't end up doing something stupid or whatever. What you... would be fascinating mm-hmm. is if that they if they do that for stashes. Yeah, I mean, you... stashes may or may not spawn. That'd be kind of interesting. You need some type of like procedural system to be like you know inform. Yeah, here's the rule set. You know. As long as it stays, like it doesn't spawn, you know, there's no clipping, you know, it's like nose to like be uh, on the ground, you know, or on like a lowest surface that it can without clipping. Like, there's, there's, there, if they did it that extreme, very impressive, um, mm. really cool. But, uh, you know, if not, eh, it's okay. Exactly. So what? So what are you waiting for then, Church? What What are you excited about from the December wife? That a would... recoil, <laughs> dude. I just like, oh man. Like honestly, I was I was uh, doing some like cinematic stuff, and it's like you know I haven't played Tarkov in quite some time, as you know. And like, oh my god, dude, the movement, the movement alone is just it feels really like so. I just don't know. It just kind of feels gross when you're coming back to it. It's just it's it's just weird, you know. You don't have that. Muscle memory built up for like the delayed keystroke. It's like I don't know. It's mm. just it's just kind of awkward. But uh, mainly the recoil because man, it's it's pretty pretty rough. So, uh, actually, I got a question for you. How, mm. What has the uh, feedback been like for uh, your video? It's been. Which, if you didn't know, it... Giga put out a recoil rework video. By the way, yeah. Which was kind of based on the conversation that we had last week, mm-hmm. mainly. That was really where, like, you know, I th- we thrashed out the the mechanics in a very chaotic freestyle sort of way, and then I went away and thought about it a bit more, and um, actually just watched a few other people, like saw a few other people's reactions and and that kind of thing. Um, it's been it was pretty good in general, honestly. Like, I actually had a lot of people just being like, "I agree with everything," <laughs> which I was kind of surprised. That doesn't usually happen. Yeah. There was some constructive criticism in general, some people saying that, and I think the thing is like, not that I disagree necessarily with anyone about their comments on my suggestions, but a lot of my answers to people, because I did reply to quite a few of them, um, maybe like originally, I've I've probably got three days of comments just like backed up that I've been not able to get to as of yet, but I did reply to most people and um, a lot of them were kind of like, this is going to feel bad because X. Like, if you have the three rounds before you get any vertical, it's just going to feel weird. And my main answer is, like, maybe. Like, without trying it, you just actually don't... You can't know, to be honest. Um, so I'm not sure. Like, I think some people just took... Not necessarily offence to that, but they, that was the thing that they didn't like the most about how it just would, was a bit strange. But I don't know. I, I just feel that, yeah. Uh, just like looking at some of the other recoil... Just like zooming in on certain clips with the MP5 and like having the shots go like ba bang, ba bang, yeah, ba bang. You know, the second shot always goes high, even with something like an MP5 SD. It just feels kind of 
crappy, right? Like, yeah. I, I think it would just feel way better if it was like bang, 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 and then the third shot rises maybe slightly, and then it's that much more gradual. Mm-hmm. It wasn't feel so because, like, a two round burst is just impossible. Like, you, you can't really control you really that, can. right? Yeah. It's just, it's so hard, and you have to do it each time, right? You have to move the mouse each time. It's just like so crazy. There were some people who were saying, like, oh, burst is, um, like burst is obviously going to be easier to control because it's like more even and it's less, you know, less jumpy than it was before. I'm just like, well, it still jumps and people are still going to use full auto. So I just, I disagree with that. I mean, and a bunch at, of people. At the bare minimum, you're making a trade off for volume over accuracy. So, like, yeah. who's this, you know, it, it, even if they were to, uh, you know, more people would prefer burst, is that necessarily a bad thing that people are preferring accuracy over volume? And, and you know, yeah. Like, it depends, right? Um, there were some people who honestly rightly pointed out and said just like, is it a problem with full autos, the meta? Like, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Really matter. Matter. Which yeah. I actually was like, well, that's actually pretty fair. Yeah. Um, like, does it matter? Like, do we really care that burst isn't really used? I think, well, maybe. Um, it's, I don't know. I just feel that there's that kind of like weird middle ground. I think a lot of people would say that just like the first couple of shots are just like so much harder than the rest it just feels that feels weird to me um yeah i definitely i think i think a lot of people share that sentiment exactly exactly so and something needs to be done about that maybe it's not the way that you know i do it or whatever i mean there's a ton of people who are just like i don't know why they're so uh holding on to auto like PMC auto compensation so strongly they should take, just get rid of it completely. Or like I don't know why you included it in the suggestion. And I was just like, well, they said that they said that I'm going to get rid of it, right? So I tried to do the you know the it's a compromise. It's like here's the closest, like here's what they proposed, and here's what I think they should do, which is as close to what they want, but also getting what we want, right? Like I to be to be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. I actually don't really care. And I, I I don't know whether this is an unpopular opinion. I don't really care whether they get rid of auto PMC control or not, to be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. like whether the gun levels out at the end and just gets held in place or it continues to rise, it actually doesn't bother me that much. Like if you, you play something like battle bit where it goes up continuously, once you've learned how to do it, it doesn't really bother you, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, so whether it stops or not, as long as it's like kind of gradual, I don't think it, I, I, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. It's just like it, maybe it changes very slightly the difficulty, you know, the perceived difficulty of, of holding full auto. Um, so I, I don't really know. The, the only other one that was a few people coming on there, there was a, a couple of like, well, actually, you know, um, about burst fire in real life and all this stuff. And I was just like, dude, dude like what, whatever. Like, you know, this is a balancing thing. I'm not really necessarily talking about, you know, burst per se as well like this is just the, you know can be like the first few shots of of a, a full auto spray we're just trying to like make these things even between each other rather than being stuck with like different systems for different types of shots which encourages gaming the system and, and all of that kind of stuff it just ends up getting kind of weird i feel like church has got frozen uh, i'm sure he'll be back in two secs we care because it's unrealistic target is supposed to be as realistic as playable i actually I get that sentiment, but I think one of the biggest problems, and maybe I'll reiterate this once Church comes back, one of the biggest problems with the realistically as playable thing is like, how do you realistically simulate a gun that someone's not actually holding? Like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's hard, right? It's, it's difficult. It's not very easy. 
And so we have to accept some like gaminess to the system to make it feel to make it feel real, right? It's like the realism thing I really do think should be replaced, and lots of people have spoken about this across the target community. The realism thing should be replaced with immersion. Genuinely, it should be replaced with immersion because if you want realism, then we're not allowed CMS kits and all sorts of other stuff. Like Tarkov isn't striving, despite what they say, it isn't striving to be a realistic game, right? Because you could play the game before CMS kits. That was playable, but they added CMS kits because it's a, it's a good game design mechanic. So the game became less realistic, but a better game. So they're not striving for realism like as realistic as playable. It's just, it's just, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's true. I just don't think it's as true. I just don't think it's true. Right. And so I think we, you know, we can, we're allowed to take some lib- liberality or some, you know, we're allowed to take some creative license where we need to, to make the game feel more consistent and stuff. I think that's, I think that's fine. So a blue screen, which I mean, not too surprised because yesterday I was like, had my editor open and had Tarkov running in the background and had a million tabs open and was streaming. Mm. <laughs> so I, uh, I blue screen or I did, I, uh, what happened? The, uh, I think the, um, the editor crashed, yeah, it crashed and the, the computer was freaking out. So, um, which I was <laughs> anticipating given all the stuff I was doing. Um, so I'm not surprised at Bruce screen, but the weird thing happened was, is, when I launched back up, it was as if I was on like Windows 11 with like my desktop, had like a different wall, like the default wallpaper. There was like less icons, so I had to restart. It was I've never seen that before. Ugh, PC woes. Um, PC woes are the worst. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, all right, how's that? Uh-huh. I'm back. Why am uh, I not back? Nearly. Sometimes um, I need to do this. No, I think it's on no? my end. Um, it's still on your end. Let me uh, watch the technical difficulties. Please stand by. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's talk about that, maybe. Uh, where is... <laughs> All right. Now we cook in. in. Good. Where did I get up to? What was I saying just before you got frozen? We were talking about recoil in general. Of course. Um, And I mean, last I remember you were saying like full auto is not necessarily um, like why is full auto a bad thing? And yeah, was that the one that's like, you know, full auto being met is not necessarily a problem? Mm, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> what I last remember-ish. Mm, something along along those lines. Yeah, so it was, it was that combined with people talking about burst IRL not being a thing that people actually use, but it was supposed to, it was there to, I got like a full like Wikipedia history lesson in a couple of the comments about <laughs> burst, burst fire was supposed to stop untrained rookies from dumping their mag by accident and only wasting three bullets and all of this stuff. Okay. Um, which I was like, okay. <laughs> God, I'm not really sure. What what that tells us about about this about this system, whatever. Basically, like all all I want from the system is I want it to feel smooth and consistent, and I don't want it to feel like there's these kind of like weird step changes. You know, I don't want to introduce weird stuff because this happens, right? And we've seen this with other systems. Things like where semi-auto because it never goes vertically ever. 
I don't know how it works if you spam. I'm not sure. We haven't sh- been shown that, so we can't we can't know yet. Right. But it's, say if you just go like, say you put a macro on just for argument's sake. I know it's against TOS, but say mm-hmm. you did for for argument's sake. Would the gun never rise? Would it just go right in the same spot the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, is that going to be super OP? Because it's like, oh well, I may as well never hold down the full auto button now. Because then full auto, I've got the whole rise thing, and I have to control that. And it's just annoying. I may as well just go with my you know, trigger finger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just like press it a bunch. Like maybe that's maybe that's going to be better. And there was a ton of people saying as well, and I think we had this conversation already, which was, I don't like the way it jumps around. It makes it nerf semi-auto compared to the way it is now. And I'm like, okay, that that's fair. I get that. But we're looking at unmodded guns for a start. If these guns are modded and the recoil is reduced by 80%, like it would be for an M4, for example, that jump around the, the reticle might be really small. It might be tiny. And now that you don't have any vertical jump, there's no rhythmic nature anymore. It's now you just go all in the same spot. People are just going to instantly get, get killed with the time to kill. Like it might actually be a buff to semi-auto. We don't know until we test it. We have to try. Um, and so it might make a semi-auto like super OP compared to full auto. I mean, to be honest, that maybe that would balance it, right? It's like... It, as fast as you can click the trigger, it'll go within probably this circle. But you know, clearly with an M4, you can't hit 800 RPM manually with your right. with your mouse. Um, or maybe some people can. I don't know. But um, ac- accurately, probably not. It's easier to just hold the button down. So I don't know. Um, we're gonna have to test it. It's coming to ETS, as Clean said. Uh, he he posted a, a tweet out saying like, you know, BSG confirmed it's coming to ETS. So we will get to test it, but we need to try it. We need to try it with the with the crap guns, we need to try it with the meta guns, we need to try it with the slow RPM guns, we need to try it with the with the vector, we need to try it with the Glock 18C, we need to try it on semi, we need to spam it, we need to do it slow, we need to do full auto a little bit, we need to test all these different things. And I want them to feel consistent. I don't want you to be able to spam single shot and it then like avoid the full auto mechanic, right? You kind of want all these things to broadly get you want a unified system, I think, so that nothing feels weird. You know, systems that aren't unified in the past have ended up with weird thresholding or breakpoints or you know, circle strafe or like or whatever, like other things <laughs> that you can just you can avoid the mechanics that are there right. because you do something that they didn't quite think of. All of this stuff. So that's that's where I stand on this. And um, you know, I'm not wedded to my system, but just it's. Uh, it's an interesting one. Like I had a couple of conversations with some other people and just someone in chat as well while you were off about like how you make a realistic recall system when you're not actually holding the gun and all you get to do is see where the gun where the shots go. Like what does that actually look like? And there are examples people have said insurgency sandstorm and um, you know look at COD as well because COD's like even Veritas in his BSG the game sucks video reference cod and showed that which is pretty good you know it's more like a vibrate it's sort of i don't know it kind of is a bit like the semi-auto system they put in place kind of semi-auto um, system they put in, oh yeah mean, this new one from bsg like the the jump around of, the, right. the point like cod's kind of like that but except um, the the whole like it stops moving and then it just stays there and wobbles left and right that's the that's the main difference yeah 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 exactly so I, I don't know. Like, there's there's mm-hmm. a few ways to do it, but um, I think this one could be okay. Honestly, I think it could be fine. Hey, you brought up an interesting thing. Um, you know, why don't they just get rid of the uh, what, what auto uh, what's it called auto compensation mm. convergence? You know, whatever you want to call it. And um, as I was telling Giga before we started, I've been I've been having a chat with the uh, creator of the realism on for Tarkov SP, and um, we've been chatting about recoil, and so I, I had mentioned, you know, uh, the whole 
Tarkov's Recall is a physics-based system, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so he had corrected me and said, um, that's not physics-based, it's procedural animation. And so I was like, huh, okay, I need to look up that because I'm not really entirely sure what that means. Mm. Um, and so in, in Unity, it looks like they have this procedural animation system where you take the the model, the bones, and you set like you know, this is like point A, like this is position A. Like the example they use is like a four legged spider robot thing. It's like you you lift you know one leg up, and you, know, you set the point, and then you lift the leg down, set the point, and then the system sort of like think you know this is gonna be a very like you know i spent like five minutes looking at this but i think it like fills in those gaps and also takes data from the game world to inform it's better so like it knows like hey there's a rock here that it's trying that the spider robot's trying to climb up so like it doesn't like it you know when the leg goes down it actually touches the rock you know like it, mm. it takes information from the game world so in that regards what does that mean about the uh, the recoil system? Um, the player's recoil, weapon movement, and camera movement, arm movement, are based on what they called springs. Um, there's still, of course, canned animation for lots of things, so like things that they manually animated, like I'm assuming uh, certain aspects of like the check mag. I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like Some things are like hand made that don't use any procedural stuff some it, maybe it's like split i don't know uh the weapon essentially acts like a big spring on a recoil so i think how it works is the essentially auto compensation or again convergence essentially tied into how they did handled animations so mm. and i think that's why they are not totally in love with the idea of scrapping the auto compensation because <laughs> they would probably have to manu like scrap all that animation work they did and start you know what i mean like they, yeah. i don't know how much they could scrap but it sounds like it sounds like it's going to be even more work not not only coming up with a new recoil si system or methodology but also now they have to reanimate stuff and as you yeah. already know, the animation looks really great in Tarkov. So I can I can see why there's been a lot of like uh resistance from BSG's in. So that makes sense. So yeah, I, I just want to clarify that and also set the record straight. It's not a physics system, I'm sorry. It's it's <laughs> procedural animation. But I still think it's I still think that's actually really smart on their end to utilize that. because uh, I think it works. But so have ha yeah, having a chat with him. Um, it's interesting because what he's done is well. Okay, th let me let me say this first. There's actually within the game and its server side as well. There's already something built in to where you can have the guns recoil to the shoulder instead of pivot on the pistol grip. Okay, which I was really fascinated by, and. Mm. and um, it's this thing called recoil crank, which I've seen before, and it's kind of one of those things like people are like, "Yeah, we don't know, we don't really know what this does." Um, but essentially, I so what I did is I did a little test, a quick little test. I just like turned it on. It's actually it's just a like global modifier. Um, right. It's not like an on per gun basis. So I didn't like test like a pistol. I wonder like what a pistol would look like. 
But um, I did a I did a quick little test, and it's just like a basic AK. Uh, I think it's like an AKS seventy four, and you know I had it on. Did like a couple single shots, and then a full auto, and then turned off the the recoil cranked, launched the game back up, and then shot it again. And then I compared the footage, and it's really fascinating because the you know I did, that's the only thing I touch, but the actual you know the gun still like the barrel still goes way up way up right because you still got the yeah. the high recoil um and the the convergence is at default or whatever but the difference is is the way the gun you know and like in the vanilla like standard version it, it you know it goes up and it doesn't like recoil back whereas in the modded version and it, it, you can physically see it like if you look at the bottom of the um your sight picture you can like see like the back of the ak uh, dust cover and like a little bit of the stock you can see it like physically move back in and then what happens is like mm. the sights like your rear sight actually gets bigger too which is interesting um that is interesting so i thought that was interesting i wouldn't say it necessarily was you know it's like i guess from a technical perspective, I'm not positive about a visual perspective, but like a technical perspective, this is the way the gun should operate. Like it should be moving back into your shoulder, right? Mm. Um, but I can't say it's like fundamentally better because your rear sight's getting bigger and you're like, like it, it almost looked like you're losing a little bit of your front post sight, like even when it leveled out. So, anyways i came back to it later and so what i did was i was like okay well i know that in the game vert you know horizontal recoil that that stat you see affects the uh is is essentially the gun moving back into the shoulder right yeah so i i forced that to zero and then i used the global modifier for vertical and horizontal recoil that's by default 20 which is the uh you know, the 1212 thing introduced, and I, I set that to 100. So the gun stat in-game, the horizontal says zero, but really it's 100, because I think by default, um, it's, you know, it, it's a lot higher. It's like 300 or something with mods. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I tested that, and it was better, but it still has the, the barrel rising, like, super high. Like, I mean, it's it's... You know, that, that really doesn't fix. So then I turn that, what I did is I set the convergence up to, like, I multiply it by three. Uh, I don't know what... So something like four and a half or something, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the AKS is by default. I think it's 1.6 or something. Okay. Um, something like that. So I did that, and it feels, you know, if it's much better to shoot, but the problem is, is you still have this thing where... There's a, you know, it's like there's a rise to it and then mm. it like goes, it flatlines and it becomes, it's still the same yeah. issue where the full auto is still really strong. It's just, it's been like scaled down much more. Yeah. Um, so there's like, there's, there's some type of s- mechanism or, 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 you know, outcome that happens because of these mechanisms where inherently the, the spring, uh, sort of like gets pushed on and then as it gets pushed on it starts pushing back right and and it 
that's it levels itself out. So it's it's kind of problematic because it, it essentially no matter what you do, it sort of like forces uh, or, or or heavily encourage you to reach that point where the spring pushes back, and naturally, yeah. uh, single tap or burst doesn't build enough kinetic energy to 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 do that consistently, right? To get that, I guess like maybe there's like some type of like uh um you know medium or happy spot anyways so talking with him some more um what he's done is he's actually set the convergence or auto compensation very high almost it's like around six or seven which is like oh, right. that's interesting yeah which is extremely high i mean that's like you know literally six times as much on some guns, uh, maybe about three times on, on certain guns. But, uh, in addition to that, because that essentially makes the guns feel extremely snappy, right? Um, what he's done is he, he's, is he's, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read it. I, I can tweak the viability of burst fire by increasing or decreasing the vertical increase multiplier for the first two or four shots or whatever. So he has it set up where these first couple of shots get um, multiplied. There's like a multiplier that affects it. So even though initially it's very like the single shot, it's like extremely low recoil, very snappy. Um, as you continue to fire, it sort of like increases with continuous fire the actual mm -hmm. vertical recoil but i believe the convergence is the same right yeah um but what's what he's what he mentions here and and you may have to help me understand this concept because i don't know if i'm fully grasping it but what's crucial is he also kept the convergence stat inversely proportional to the vertical recoil stat so if the starting ratio of convergence to recoil to vertical recoil is 100 vert to five convergence when recoil hits 200 convergence, or yeah, when recoil hits 200, convergence will be at 2.5. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So, so 100 vertical is at five. Together. Mm -hmm. But they're inversely yeah. proportional. Exactly. So he's, yeah, he's, he's tied the two stats together such that I mean, lower recoil is good. Higher convergence is also good. Mm -hmm. So these two things go in tandem it's not like mm -hmm. one cancels the other they both actually come together so if you have 100 vertical recoil and you've got two and a half convergence or something the gun is moderately snappy but the recoil is relatively high if you halve that to 50 the convergence goes up to five which is even more you know there's stronger auto control but the, the vertical recoil jump is actually smaller as well so basically the impact of decreasing vertical recoil actually is like compounded in that model it's like more than you would get in normal tarkov because it increases your return to center shot time which is better for semi. It also then decreases the height of the Veloso spray pattern and decreases the, the height of the max peak of the round spray pattern too. It decreases everything. I mean, like each individual shot shoots, shoots lower. It returns to the center quicker. The spray pattern is, a, is, a, is shorter than it would have been otherwise. And the full auto pattern is closer to the initial, the initial impact as well. It's like all of those four things all at once. So if I'm understanding this correctly, if the starting uh, recall is 100, which is... You know, it's a little on the high, but it's it's low relative to what we're getting in that. And the convergence is five, which is pretty high. And he then scales it up as you're shooting 
to 200 recoil, which is more recoil, and the convergence mm. is lower to 2.5, which is Oh, is this worse. while he's shooting? See, this, this is, is the thing... During a particular, like, say this is during a full auto. Right, this is the thing I'm not sure about. I need to get some clarification, because previously... He's talking about tweaking the viability of burst fire by increasing the vertical multiplier for the first two or four shots or whatever he wants to do there. But then he follows up what's also crucial is he keeps the convergence stat virtually proportional to recoil stat. And he says, so if the starting ratio of convergence to recoil is 100 vert to 5 convergence, when the recoil hits 200, convergence will be at 2.5. So I don't, I don't, I don't know because hmm, he says kind of if the starting ratio, right? So like I, I, when I'm trying to, I need to like follow up. We've been going back and forth, yeah. And I, I need to like clarify that if it's if that is a just sort of a fix principle. You know, if the recoil is this, then I set the gun to this based off this relationship. I came this ratio I came up with. Or if this ratio is like applied applied throughout time, you know, mm. which I yeah, because that's the thing. Like, mm. I don't know, right? I, you know, I'm 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 not into the nuts and bolts of the underlying system, so it's hard for me to know. I think that's I've heard maybe like rumors of that before that the recoil increases, or there's like a different multiplier for the first shots or something, and that like in Tarkov, the first shots actually have a like a multi, like a recoil increaser on them which is why the initial burst is so bad and then it levels out with all the other stuff whereas it sounds like he's kind of taken that away he's gone the other way and taken it away for the first few shots and then had it increase as the subsequent shots go on but if that's through a full auto burst then that basically makes the first couple of shots kind of stable right and then it increases the vertical recoil of the weapon in the back end as the as the burst as the sort of full auto continues which then decreases the convergence, and that actually will. So you you'll you'll shoot, it'll get to kind of where it should be based on your current convergence stat. But then as convergence leaks away, as the recoil increases, that will actually make the spread pattern get wider, right? And also move higher as time goes yeah. on, because the auto control is actually getting weaker as the first yes. recoil is coming back in, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, it's one way of doing it for sure. It's kind of cool, but. Uh, I think, like, I, I really do think, though, that that's, that's great. Like, don't get me wrong, that's, that's really good. It's just, it, it's this initial thing that needs to be fixed. Like, if, if he's smoothed that bit out at the beginning and make it feel more, more smooth to start firing, I think that's better. Um, and that's why I actually don't think necessarily that this system is a disaster from the BSG's side, is that the random reticle bounce is, like, may, maybe kind of weird. But it stops, it stops the... But like, if you had the old system... It stops the like bur- the initial burst from just laser beaming onto one spot, which is a problem that I did talk about with a few other commenters actually on my video. And I was like, well, the fact that the reticle jumps around randomly that actually prevents this because you don't have any chance to fix that right when you've got the button held down, um, but you don't get any natural rise either. So with semi-auto, you get a chance to move it. With burst, you don't, and then should be sort of smooth from there i also feel like you know i don't know whether it would actually necessarily feel weird having that system or the system that with the guy that you've talked to um maybe it would feel okay because we have to remember right when you're on full auto even with 600 rpm weapons the first three shots happen pretty quickly it's not that long a time right so it'll be bang bang and then the recoil begin 
it's almost like you know it comes back into this it's like bang, 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 and it hit, sort of hits that point and then it starts right. to rise and then levels out like it might feel fine it might feel comfy i don't know <laughs> we have to try it yeah i mean the quote uh oppenheimer theory will only take you so far <laughs> but uh i mean absolutely it's yeah, because I mean that's that's kind of where we'd start off originally was. I was asking him like, why you know why did you even bother changing the recall in the first place? You know, um, and uh, you know, and I think one of his responses was like, uh, you know, it punishes burst, semi-auto, and in too many cases, right? And, and mm. so I I do think I do like how there's this like trade-off where like the gun, like the gun feels really good to shoot and single and burst and full auto. Like it feels good initially, but like eventually it just becomes kind of unwieldy because you got that convert recoil going up, convergence going down and you could still like fight it if you want to, but you know, you're, you're sort of paying a penalty. And, um, the other, the other thing he did that was, you know, interesting. Um, so he, he said, uh, We'll see. Uh, this, well, yeah, let me, I'll get I'll get to that in a second. But uh, let me look. Okay, so uh, I asked him like, uh, why doesn't spam firing work in full auto? Um, you know, because I was like, yeah, you know, when I first got your hands on on it, and I was playing around with it. I was like, huh. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I was trying to break the system. I was like, oh, I can't break it because I thought, you know, since as you full auto, it, it gets worse. I was like, oh, I'll just won't full auto. I'll just like rapidly spam mouse one. They sort of like simulate a fake full auto, but that didn't work. And so he he put in a uh, a timer has to elapse before recoil is reset to back down to the base value. You know, I guess that hundred vertical five convergence. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that was pretty smart. You know, that was a good. It's I just out of pure curiosity. I, I asked him. I was like, okay, did you think of that ahead of time, or is that something you you found in your testing? You know, whatever. And he's like, no, that's something that I that I found out in testing you know which is kind of just like a test to like we need to test whatever it happens like it needs to be tested so i'm glad it's coming to, to ets right exactly that's that's almost the same as what i talked about in my video right i talked about the semi-auto and this like the vertical recoil element or whatever it is that you want you know the some kind of spread increase and a difficulty to control the weapon of some form a bit like the the heat system that's why i made that analogy because i think it's easy for you to understand right each shot adds to this some you know variable so it goes each shot one two three four five and as time goes on so you lose one every second so it's you know you go you shoot bang one zero bang one zero bang one zero but if you go bang 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 it goes like one two one two three one the three two three two three four two three five you know and it's like you're building up this this bar's continuously decreasing but you're adding to it too quickly. And so you add to this kind of like uncontrollability, whatever you want that to be, whether that's vertical rise, horizontal spread, whatever it is. And that unifies these systems, right? That stops you from having exactly what he found in his testing, which is, oh, we're going to have this semi-auto system, which is, you know, it's, it's more, it's easy to control. But now people are just clicking the button really fast because there's no downside. You need to make semi-auto and full auto. They all need to be part of the same system. Right. And I think that's one thing I didn't necessarily do that well in my video was that I think when I said burst, people like, laser focused in on like the burst mode on the mp5 like some people got mm-hmm. it like, i think most people did get it but some people are just like really focused in on just like the burst mode on certain weapons and i'm just like it's not really what i mean i mean you know it's like you 
shooting three or four times, you know, with on full auto. That's also what I mean. Actually, it doesn't, right. to me, I don't really care which way it is. I don't think burst should be its own special thing. It's like, yeah, it's a mode to allow you to shoot three bullets, but shooting three bullets with full auto, as long as you can yeah, use the mouse to make it do it, should be the same. They're the same thing to me. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's about the unification of the system. I think it's important to do that. And, you know, they found out that too. So that's interesting that we've kind of come to the same conclusion independently um, while I've been mm-hmm. implementing their system. That's, that's fun. Another uh, interesting part is um, camera recoil. And um, he had some very interesting stuff to say in regards to that. So um, one thing he had mentioned was that he feels as though there's sort of like a, a you know a crusade against camera recoil, but it's, it's sort of like wrongfully accused of being this this villain um let me see if i can find the exact there's literally just like paragraphs and paragraphs i have to scroll through i'm i'm sure i'm sure i mean what like while you're finding it i don't know whether you saw but um you know we had numbers of tarkov on the cast a while mm -hmm. back numbers of tarkov actually released a new video oh yeah yeah i did yeah uh three days ago which is about the recall rework and he talks about this exact same thing um because I watched his video before making mine, and I agreed with him about camera recoil as well. It's like he basically said what I said because I agreed with him is that the recoil and the camera recoil they need to be in in line, right? If the mm-hmm. camera goes way yeah. above the, the the gun, that feels really dumb. If the camera doesn't go anywhere and the gun lifts up, that also just feels really awkward and weird. They need to be aligned together so that it, these things make sense. I'm assuming that's what he is going to say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and in, and in that work in progress, it seems like the camera recoil is like extremely low. That yeah. or the gun recoil was high. Like I don't know, it was it was kind of weird because it it really did like climb up, but it didn't it didn't have that flip effect. You know, like, it's almost like they had something going on where the recoil and I, I don't know because it, it's really it's really hard to say, but it I that's that that was one thing that kind of was off putting for me was like how it's like my camera recoils like barely moving, so like my sights are like uh you know seventy five to eighty percent higher up on my screen than they normally were. I don't know. Yeah, which is really weird. I I agree with you though. It did seem like some stuff had been changed such that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they fixed the flip. I, it's hard to tell without using it, trying it yourself and seeing. But from what we saw, it looked like at least some of the flip issues had been fixed. It, you know, with the voodoo, I know the voodoo looked awful, right? Because it looked like it was in that bugged mode where you they definitely use, you know you use like the side look and then you like decrease the FOV because it looked like it was in just regular yeah. FOV. The voodoo it didn't have any like FOV changes, but they were still like blacking out. And when you fired, it appeared at the top and bottom as it bounced around. So it's obviously not perfectly fixed, but it did seem better i mean we're looking through red dots and not really that visible there um in general but like the the site stayed inside the frame of the red dot which is important and like those that got, i mean i talked about that in mind and i said like i can't really tell like it looks better some people have said it looks better but it's hard so hard to know um whether that has been fixed like the actual flip itself but i mean it's important that they do that um i mentioned it i hope they do it so yeah so he says i'll just quickly read this uh, camera recoil is just a camera pivoting towards where the vertical recoil is going it has issues like you can see in realism mod where if you were to mag dump a 60 rounder eventually you lose your sight picture 
that's something I could work on. Both the rework coming, there's a little point. For some reason, Reddit got obsessed with it, as if it was the issue if ET's recoil is mostly visual. If it was fully removed and they got to pivot away from the player, which we saw in uh, numbers of Tarkov's videos, uh, it wouldn't fix any fundamental issues of EFT's recoil, because she has already reduced it by a lot. Ideally, the camera, re camera should somehow pivot in such a way that it stays exactly behind the scope, but that's tricky. And I, I think that is kind of a, a very difficult problem that they have to solve, because they have to play with knobs on one, you know, side and then they have to play with knobs on another side that's like related but not directly you know <laughs> so it's very yeah, tricky because those things might be completely different um i think you know one's so. a, one's a symptom of this like physics-based spring thing the other mm. one's just like a you know a different model um that's disconnected to that like maybe they can connect them somehow in a way that ties one to the other and then works in all scenarios. Like easier said than done, honestly. Like what happens with a pistol? Like you don't want to tie the camera recoil to the recoil for a pistol because then your your view would fly up in the air every time right, you shot. Right. You know, it's like things like that. Like you got and people go like, oh, it's so easy, just don't like it's not this stuff isn't easy. This is not mm -hmm. easy. Right? If anybody has ever had any experience building any system ever in their life, <laughs> you will know that these things go wrong. It looks easy for 90% of cases, and 10% of things on the fringe that you did think of were weirdly coded, you know, did well, didn't go, you know didn't work for the standard model for whatever reason, those things end up taking 90% of the time to fix because you can't just slap a few variables in and make it all work. That's the problem. So I hope they come to some kind of solution. I really do. But it's not, not easy to do. I mean, they, they've got to do it, right? If they want to make this good, they have to do it. One big thing is that it did look like they threw together the work in progress shot very quickly, right? There's no zooming in on the, on the scope when they ADS. When the scope, when you fire, I think numbers actually noticed this. I didn't even spot this. The scope reticle, like, delayed for, like, one frame or something. It, like, leaves the actual scope. Like, the scope moves, and the reticle doesn't move for, like, one frame, which is, like, really funny. Um, hmm. But it just, it's all, like, super janky because they've just, like, thrown this, like, work-in-progress model yeah. together, which is honestly a good thing. If they were, like, we've been working on this for six months, and, you know, this is really... <laughs> We just want you to do the final check over this thing. That would be super, super scary, right? But the fact that Nikita was just... Because some people are like, oh, I don't know why they showed it in this state. I'm just like, I'm so glad they showed us uh, in this state. Yeah, for sure. And they said, we want feedback, make videos, make stuff on social media, go and like test it, you know, and don't just write, you know, this is an L on Twitter. Like, that's not useful. <laughs> go, <laughs> like, critique the system, come up with something, like, just try it. Like, what do you actually want? They'll tell them what you actually want. They'll bring it all together and hopefully we'll get something good out of it. Who knows, right? But we can at least try. I'm I'm still stunned that they, re you know, release the work in progress because because of the how many L's they're gonna cop, bro. Ratio, mm. you know. I was just I'm just, just there with a huge net. <laughs> <laughs> I was just surprised, but I'm I'm happily surprised. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so a couple few other things, and uh, let's see. So one thing he did that I was. I was unaware of. Um, he actually has uh, the mouse sensitivity decreasing whenever you, you fire the gun, which I was kind of like baffled by. Um, what was his reasoning for that? Yeah, so he made a statement, which I, I challenged him on, and he said, most, most games, mouse sense or input is decreased when firing make it hard to control. EFT's recoil feels very bizarre in that you can 
point the gun anywhere effortlessly while firing and makes controlling recoil feel very strange compared to other shooters. Which, um, I, like, okay. I kind of, well, that aside, I kind of see what he's saying. Um, you know, it's a bit like I was playing Tarkov and I was jumping around and, you know, it's kind of, it's trying to like refamiliar myself with Tarkov, just, but I noticed like my, you know, your, your mouse sensitivity gets like heavily dropped when you, when you jump. Same with like sprinting, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, my gut reaction was like, ew, you know? But, like, thinking about it, it's like, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Like, if, you know, in real life, if I'm jumping, I can't just, like, jump, turn around 360, you know what I mean? I have to, like, already be moving in that direction to, like, you know, objects in motion, state in motion type of thing. So, like, you know, okay, I kind of see what they're going for. It's not perfect, but, you know, it kind of makes sense. But, like, kind of the same thing, right? If you're, like, shooting a gun, like, you shouldn't just be able to effortlessly, you know, whip it around and, you know, do this thing. like, you know what I mean? Like you, it's maybe you got something pushing in to you, right? Like there's some mm-hmm. type of force. So like I kind of get, I kind of get that. He's trying, like trying to simulate that a bit. So like jumping to his reasoning. Um, well, for, so like one one things I did ask him, I was like, uh, um, you know, can you like li- can you like list a game? Because I'm not I'm not aware of one. And I think he said. Say, say they may have misspoke. Some games will have recoil increase exponentially. If you look at a graph, it'd be like a line going up and never plateauing. Um, which, oh man, I can't think of one because, like, a lot of like the ones I think of are like more linear, like CSGO I think or Squad Rust. Is like that. Okay, I'm not an expert, but I think Squad is that way. It's like it really shoots off into the sky. I don't know what they've done recently. It was years since I played squad, but um, I think. Sure, let it check. Cause that, that, I mean, that, that definitely could be the case. I mean, I could see that, you know, the, the longer you, it's that idea, like the longer you full auto, the more unwieldy it gets, right? Like it's, you're constantly yeah, something like that. fighting it. Hmm. Um, and he said, I don't want to achieve the same feelings to decrease mouse sense gradually while firing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He just kind of says again, it feels bizarre that the feeling of fighting recoil feels utterly bizarre because there isn't that feeling of fighting recoil when pulling down the mouse. It feels like there's a big disconnect. One way to address that is to lower mouse sense in, a, in the downward vertical direction. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think, it, I think it's a flat value. I'm not sure. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting because that's not something... Like when he said that, I was like, "Really?" Because I I've never noticed that, and and it sounds kind of gross, you know, when I'm thinking yeah. about it. Like I don't know if I like that, but maybe you know the fact that I haven't noticed it maybe says something to it. I don't know. It's just an if, interesting one. I think we have to be very careful about the specifics about what he's saying. If he's talking in particular about the mouse sensitivity in the downward vertical direction only, and he has the ability to control just that. Because isn't that what he said? That is what he said, but I'm as, I mean, maybe. I assume maybe, it would right? be the vertical axis, but it could be only one. I guess it, it, it could be the vertical axis. That's also okay, I think. Because you're already... I'm, like, I'm coming, trying to come to a conclusion off the top of my head without really like, thinking about sure. it too deeply, but I feel like if you're already trying to control <clears throat> vertical recoil, 
you might not notice because a decrease in sensitivity just feels like part and parcel of the recoil system. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? That you're already controlling and you and regardless of what happens, whether that's there or not, you'd get it into your muscle memory either which way to get used to it or as long as recognize that or not. Consistent. It's like a fixed as long as it's consistent, value. Yeah. then it doesn't really matter too much. And if it's just vertical as well, if you need to switch to another target, you wouldn't notice because it's not like you're suddenly switching over. Now, the one thing that I would say is that this, it just sound, it still sounds bad to me. I mm. feel like you should be able to deal with all of that stuff with the actual vertical recall itself and just keep your mouse sense normal because what happens if you want to flick for a target from down here to up there? Like, you don't want to change the vertical sensitivity then. And I feel like you're adding in these kind of, like, other things that might cause problems, whereas I would hope, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, I'm, you know, I've not fiddled around with this for years myself, but I would hope that you could keep all of that stuff within the vertical recall system to do that simulation. Like, increasing the vertical recoil as the fire goes on which is something that he's doing kind of does the same thing as decreasing mouse sensitivity you need to move your mouse more, more to get it back right. to normal i suppose yeah i suppose it does something slightly different that you could keep the re the vertical recoil looking the same but require a larger mouse movement to get it under control it's two sides of the same coin but i think that that mouse sensitivity thing you have to be kind of careful as i said if you're going to flick to a target that's high you know you're going from you're in construction in the skeleton bit and you, you know you have to shoot somebody down there and then someone's up on the top you know that could mess with someone's um, muscle memory and make it feel weird i don't know yeah yeah there's like there's issues with like what's called spray transfer where you're just full up mm. full autoing and then another guy comes around the corner and you you know while still shooting you just drag over to him and that's sort of like, yeah, if it's like too much of a extreme difference, then, you know, you could be like, all right, you know, when I'm shooting and like controlling and full autoing and tracking and whatever, then I go to move on a new target, but it's different because I'm not shooting anymore. Like, I, I feel like there might be something there. I just, I'm like very sensitive to mouse sensitivity. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, there's like an initial uh, kind of like, resistance for me but i thought oh, it was interesting yeah. interesting nonetheless hmm. okay so hmm. final few things for me was the um i was like hey here's a video from our friend of mine react to it <laughs> show me show me the react youtuber in you so he says in regards to your video um i think he gets mostly right the recoil curve he recommends is more or less effectively how recoil curve and realism mod is. But without some sort of restrictions to downward mouse movement, though, sensitivity reduction, I think the recoil would still feel floaty and weird. Uh, the only other solution would be scraping or manipulating the auto conversation and have a curve like this, which he just sort of has like a, you know, for the uh, video watchers, it's just like a. Uh, pretty much very similar to the curve you had where it's just like you know it's like slightly increasing and then it like curves yeah. rapidly up you know exponentially grows or doesn't his is exponential right his doesn't stop i don't think um yeah i would think in theory if you kept yeah yeah um in regards to recoil pivot points i haven't looked into it in depth but when i remember the recoil pivot point changes depend on the scope use, which is why some scopes seem to have bizarre effects on recoil visually. Scopes and FOV are a massive mess up in this game, as everyone knows. Just a side note as analysis, there is recoil camera and the rework demo. Reason is okay. The reason it may seem less is that it looks like the eyeball zoom when ADSing was massively reduced. So I guess like that the effect where you ADS and you 
you sort of like zoom in a bit. Looks like mm. they reduced that down. Um, which is why the voodoo site has so much vignetting, why it looks so small. FOV is another rabbit hole to go down, but I don't the security community gives a shit about that at this stage. And um, he says he has a mod that adds variable zoom. Uh, quickly on this section about weapon balance, the one, only way to fix it is to change how recoil and ergo stats are calculated. It would be a fairly simple change, actually, and it would bring the stat difference between meta and stock low slot count and high slot count down dramatically, which is like a very, very point I was thinking about earlier is because of the added system, the gun stack you can just put more stuff on just like are subjectively better. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned it about the the bulb ups and, uh, you know, the non bulb ups. Um, so he mentions he can, he can expand upon that. Um, I don't know if you watched the whole thing. I just like said, yeah, Hey, you know, here's, Here's a timestamp for this section. And uh, anyways, yeah. issues is that I'm not certain BSG knows how to implement it. It's all I'm going to say. This is how it should be, but a big problem community has explaining how to achieve it. An example is uh, red demanding recall compensation. Recall auto compensation be lowered, and all that did was increase the amount of <laughs> recall overall and made first file even less viable. Um, this is supposed to be issues fault. It means okay. Opaque about the game systems at the same time. I wish more like a content creators. Okay, that's kind of, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of it. So, yeah, and I had a, and I had a question for you because I, I didn't understand one section, um, mm-hmm. in regards to the cone graphic part, um, I'm gonna pull it up. So I can directly reference it. Um, yeah, so around the six minute mark, right? I'm going to watch it one more time. <laughs> Yeah, so I, can, I don't know if it's the visual part I don't understand, but what you're, I think what you're saying is that, and I, and I think you might talk about this last week, is that you want it to where, as it climbs up, the horizontal gets worse and worse, essentially? Is that... To is a it, point, yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's basically just, like, how far you up through this, like, you know, the, the heat bar thing I was talking about before. Yeah, that, like, that was the f- big one I didn't really get. However far you are up that, that kind of dictates where you are on the cone, right? So if you're just like shooting once, 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 you're in the, the bottom section. It's like it's a cone with the with the end cut off. So you're in that semi-auto thing. If you okay, burst, it'll all go somewhere in that circle. If you semi-auto bang, it'll move to somewhere in that circle. You re- recenter it to the center, you know, and it'll just each time. But as you fire more and more, you kind of start building up this recoil heat and you gotcha. move up the cone and then it can jump like further and further gotcha. and then when you full auto you get to the point of auto compensation which is the top of the cone and there you're going to just sit in this high recoil threshold um you're not going to go any worse than that because auto comp still exists in my system um and it just bounces around inside that thing until you let go and then you'll move you'll move back down the cone again as the, the bar drains that's basically what i meant um, i gotcha that. okay okay yeah no i, I that makes sense yeah, and the point was like you don't necessarily need to make the top of the cone like 
crazy. It doesn't need to be super wide. It doesn't need to be like, oh, it's pinpoint accuracy. And then like full auto is just like impossible to control. You know, I don't think that's what we want. I just think you need to have full auto needs to some disadvantage over like shorter bursts. I think if you want the system to be consistent um, and it doesn't need to be a lot, it only needs to be about a bit really, but you need to get some advantage out of the shorter bursts rather than just the, the full auto just to make it more balanced. Right. There's no, there's no, it kind of comes back to what people were saying is like, does it really matter? I mean, not really. You could make it flat if you wanted to. You just incentivize people to use full auto a bit more. Um, I just think it's more interesting when there's more modes to think about, but they feel kind of seamless and organic to use. It's like, oh, I use semi here, or I might use short bursts because this guy's a bit closer. I can't control for the new spread thing, but he's close enough that he's within the cone. So I'll probably hit him, but I don't know exactly where. And then, oh, this guy's like super close, so I want to fight the vertical recoil, and I just want as many bullets as possible, right? There's like those three regimes. Um, and to make those things feel... You know, by by caliber and by distance and by skill and by judgment, those things to feel seamless between them. That's kind of what I was going for, really. But you could, yeah, you, know, you can tailor it however you want or however BSG want to do it to make it feel the way they want it to feel. You know? No, yeah, that that makes sense. I like that analogy. I like the the heat bar. Um, you know, you're sort of like trying to managing the the recoil heat aspect, mm. like, you know. And uh, I I like that philosophical approach on it because like you know ba- like battle big for example it's a very like i think it's a lot more heavy on skill than it is mm. uh anything else because the you know again this has two technically three but two recoils you know there's like first shot there, there's three first shot recoil which goes away after the first shot um and then there's vertical recoil and horizontal horizontal is just random left and right you can't do anything about it vertical is obviously upwards and you can do something about that. Pull the mouse down and it just continually goes up. So, you know, I, I can take like, I can take a FAMAS, right? It, you know, high rate of fire, lots of, lots of vertical, but as long as I can get just the right amount of like skill, I can pull down mm-hmm. at the right rates at the same firing rate. I can like beam people from like a hundred meters full auto. And <coughs> that's great for that, you know, However, for Tarkov, I I think it'd be more interesting to lean more into like this whole tactical gamer s side. You know, it, it's it's a lot more as as you're describing in that situation where it's like, uh, you know, he's at this distance. I need to like manage the recoil heat of my gun to get the most effective accuracy, but also like volume and you know what you know attachments do I have that's like enabling this you know it's still kind of like it's like action you know it's like there's a there's skill component to it but like i want that sort of rpg side to it you know maybe that's incorporative like i was thinking too one thing they could do with um whatever system they do but um let's assume it's some kind of some type of like system that's you know curved or like it grows over time right the recoil does the vertical horizontal all of it for the skills, the soft skills, they could, I think you, you, instead of reducing horizontal, you know, left and right, you have it only reduced vertical because again, vertical is like something mm-hmm. we can control. So like the players that are already good at controlling vertical, they're going to like play the game. Like they're going to be better players or probably play the game more. That's why they're better players, but they're also because of the, they're going to level up their skills, they're going to lower their vertical, but it's not really a big deal because they're already good at doing that. 
You know what I mean? Whereas like yeah. if they're reducing their randomness or left and right, that's kind of a big deal. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that could be one way they could approach the, the skills, but yeah. It's interesting. I mean that's that's precisely the thing that we talked about previously with the mutant versus the RD. Back before they made the horizontal recoil changes, it was like the mutant is got a way lower vertical recoil, but the RD has what low horizontal. So you pick the RD if you're a high school player because you can deal with the vertical. It's something you can do. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, there's one thing that I just didn't touch on in the video at all, which is that I would love it if they had things like PMC auto control, horizontal recoil, stuff like that, like be, and, and like vertical and horizontal recoil themselves be split out on the different attachments. I'd really like that. I don't think it's the way the system works, to be honest. Not really. Um, they could they actually, no, they could do that, to be fair. It's just they use the hidden historically hidden horizontal which is the one that actually does the job but um if they did something like that that'd be awesome but like i didn't i didn't want to go there because it's like that's like a whole other layer yeah Yeah. it's like so much more stuff i was like let's just leave it like this for now um i just don't think that they're ever going to get to that point of doing it i think the system is complicated enough for them to not add this extra complexity into it i'm like is it really necessary i think different guns feel different on their own and then you use the modding system I don't know. Like maybe you're trying to bite off too much. So I, I didn't put it in there, but I would, I would like to see that. Like you see that in Battlebit and it's cool, you know, run speed differences when you've got, you know, suppressed whatever, changes to reload, depending on what you've got in, yeah. installed on mods, you know, stuff like that. It's like, it would be kind of cool. I would like that. I would say at a bare minimum, you know, maybe they should consider splitting horizontal and vertical. That mm-hmm. might be very dangerous because you might just see people prefer only horizontal. horizontal. So I don't know. I might be regretting eating that, but yeah, it's a it's a thought. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would like them to change it. Maybe actually, out, really, maybe instead you do vertical and convergence. So, do you want the gun to be? Actually, this is interesting. So do you want the gun to be less unwieldy the longer you full auto and or more snappy while you're mm. singling fire? Or do you want the... Do you want a bigger... Do you want... How big's your mouse pad? <laughs> you know? I don't know. There's That's ways you can have these things as trade-offs it. for sure. Yeah. The like real horizontal recoil versus, yeah, snappiness of the actual weapon mm-hmm. there's things that could be cooler you would only need those things really like ergo vertical horizontal convergence and uh dispersion really yeah. those five things could be separated out and it would be it'd be cool and it may allow people to make unique stuff and it would change gun to gun too yeah i would, I would just i would really like to see the the you know we have a lot of content in the game i would like to see more of it be doesn't doesn't you know not everything has to be meta but i like to see more of it be more viable you know that's you don't just one want of my qdc se5 no uh, advanced tube moe plus buttstock on every single gun with a growl honestly my biggest <laughs> gripe with battle at the moment is like sure there's some guns that are like you know just better than others like the vector versus the famas the the vector pretty much wins out 90 percent of the time but what i'm more annoyed about is the mods like just some of them are like worse like it's the it's like just a straight up downgrade than a different mod there's no there's no pros there's no pros and cons to it it's only cons so that's that's Mm. my biggest right um and i'd like to see that stuff change a bit more all right 
I think uh, one one final thing about the recoil. I'm sorry. Is uh, I was surprised to see you include um, modding into the talk, but I'm very I'm very glad you did because I think that's that's really cool. And I hope I hope if anything, BSG sees that and goes, huh? Maybe we should think about that because I would. You mean love the, the multiplicative versus multiplicative additive thing? Dude, I would. I really think that is a big important thing mm-hmm. um, because even. You know, even though the first mod does the most, I mean, it has the most effect, it doesn't really matter because the base gun is, is naked. You know what I mean? As soon as, you know, you, you have to have a barrel in there, yeah. so it's already, you know what I mean? It's, you're already getting the missed returns to begin with. I just think it's, I think it's a good idea. I think it's just yeah. a, great for casual players, uh, just all around, just closing those gaps right not making them so extreme and it just makes it so much easier to balance as well i think so as well yeah you extend the range of mods Mm -hmm. basically to infinity right you can have like as many mods as you like so long as you don't put any any recoil reduction over a hundred percent on any particular attachment technically no one can ever get to zero yeah using that new system and you do have to and this is the this is the point that i want to make you do have to bump up all of the effectiveness of all of the, you the recoils on all of these on all the attachments. But I actually also don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it gives you more variety to play with. Like think yes. of the four groups that we've got now, right? It's just like four is the is the best. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it could be zero to eight. You know, you've yeah. got like much more granularity to to choose with. Uh, you know, yeah, you could go halves, like, and they do that on some attachments with Ergo, but it's just a bit annoying, right? It's like it's cleaner to have it all be integer numbers, and uh, yeah, it just. I think we good, and then it means that because everything's higher, then it means that the guys who only have one or two mods or three mods, it actually means something rather than you going from a hundred recoil AK to ninety two recoil right. AK, and you're like, yeah. it feels the same, like it doesn't right. matter. But if you stack them all, then you go from an eighty or seventy two recoil M4 to a nineteen recoil M4, and or something stupid happens, like they bring out a new suppressor, and then it doesn't work with the jail, with the jailbreak thing, and you end up with a recoil of like nine, or or you <laughs> they can, you can double stack the stock, and you end up with a recoil of minus twenty, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That doesn't happen in the multiplicative system; it just doesn't happen. And as I said in the vid, right, the bullpup question, the bullpup the bull goes away yeah. because it, that's super weird right now, and that's all fixed. It's all fixed with multiplication. It's not that complicated, really. It's really quite simple um so yeah. yeah i think it's good i think we're good yeah i mean i i definitely uh agree and i think that uh it definitely makes balancing much easier on the mods they just have to get the base right you know what i mean if that makes sense which that should be the easier part you know what i mean so i think it's it's easier on them in the long run like there's a there's an initial fair amount of work to do but in the long run i think it's like way more beneficial yeah i think it's yeah. easier on them because, you know, tweaking the mods isn't going to have a drastic effect. Mm. The base the bases are, you know, the most important thing. Exactly. Like, it's, it's just not as sensitive. It's just such a nice thing because people have talked forever about decreasing the gap between meta and stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and about how, like, and I even pointed that in my system. It's just like, if you make the base weapon actually sensible, the meta weapon goes like minus 25 or something. So, like, it's just not possible to do what they need to do or what yeah. people would like them to do to close that gap, really. And then this also fixes other things and makes everything more consistent too. So it just feels like it, it's just that perfect thing where it just checks off. It's like, oh, it's better for game balance. Sure, it's better for consistency on modding. You know, check. It gives you a greater range of mods to work with. Check. It's like all of this stuff that doesn't really seem to be much downside because 
even if you wanted to leave it the way it is, you could just do that. It's, you could just do that, right? You, you just could. change the base recoils and you change the mod the mods amounts such that that happens, right? You decrease the amount of recoil that the mods give if you really wanted to do so. Like it's just yeah, it's you get a better a bigger range of things you can control. It's just uh, easiest to. There is so, one yeah. minor argument that playing devil's advocate is that oh. people uh, people are just gonna run naked AKs. Everyone's gonna be rats, bro. You know that'll just be the new meta, which. Perhaps, <laughs> but no, uh, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't think they would. I think they still, people would still see the value in going from a 55 recoil M4 to a 26 recoil M4. Like, yeah, it decreases the so. effectiveness of modding in some ways, but people will still do it. Yeah. They'll definitely still do it. And M4 actually isn't that high. Like it only used to be, they decreased it recently. It was, I mean, it's only 72, is it? I think base. We're talking about going from 72 to 50 something. Like, it's not that bad. If, if you were looking at it from a, I'd have to do the maths on the AKM, for example, um, to figure out exactly what that ends up as. But I don't think it would be you know, dramatic. It probably goes from 130 to 100 or something as base. Again, it's it probably still, even at that point, it's probably still overtuned right, against the stock, me- uh, the stock weapons, but it's better. Yeah, I was trying to think of like other situations that end up being a bit strange. But yeah, if there's anything weird, you can just increase the base recoil, so it's not a problem. Like if you have the RFB, it's got high base recoil, but you can't but high base recoil for a gun that's stock is low base recoil compared to the lower receiver only. This is where this is where the weird bullpup thing comes in, right? It's like yeah. the comparable weapons like the SR and then 1A, FAL, whatever, they have like really high recoils without any attachments. But when their stock configuration is relatively low, the RFB is about there anyway. A bit, you know, it's a bit higher. But that's that's also its stock, like non, you know, it's its lowest base recoil that all the mods work from. So you could end up in a situation where like, it's a big buff to those kind of guns because you can now use real suppressors and take like tons of points off. Um, so you'd have to see that. But if that was an issue, yeah, you just increase the base recoil. I think as a general rule of thumb. I mean, you could do a, you know, you could have a system per gun basis, but maybe like 20 to 25% reduction is a good gap from like stock mm. to fully kitted out the meta parts, you know, mm, but that yeah. might be a, a, a decent gap. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot better than 80%. <laughs> it's like, that's a big gap, dude. Yeah. I, uh, something like that. Or like even, yeah, I don't know. 26 recoil meta M4 versus like 50 something. I think I've, I feel like that feels kind of okay. Like, it's if the 72 like recoil still feels pretty bad, yeah, maybe 50% is probably all right. Like, what's a meta AKM? Well, like, like the, they actually the, can get quite low, but the percentage kind of, you know, it, it's relative to where you're starting at, right? If you're like starting yeah. at 200, then, you know, yeah, 80. I mean, that's, that's a big, like, it's, it's, you could slide around the scale, but, uh, I feel like if the percentage is too high, then like it just becomes too, you know, the scale is just a little too big. I feel like, mm. yeah, it's in particular things like the AKMS and that kind of one where they get really good. If you have all the stuff, they're like atrocious as stock, and like yeah. they should have more kick. That's fine, but they don't need to be just insane. You try and full auto that thing; it's just like absolutely un- in unwieldy. But that's also a symptom of the existing recoil system. So. Right. Yeah, you know, these things go hand in hand. That's why I mentioned sure. it, that it's 
the first couple of shots are much more sensible. Like, yeah, they're going to bounce around, but it's not going to go ray wide up into the sky immediately. I don't know. It's it's these still these things are all connected, so it's difficult to say if you did all of them. Like, oh, is, is now there's some new problems? Probably it's just the way of things. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, if the one thing I take away is multiplicative, that's a win for me. That's a W. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, that's kind of it for me. Yeah, I guess the only other thing, like, just to finish, finish off this, baby, is I've been looking at the armor stuff as well. That was kind of like the next thing in my sights. Just, mm-hmm. it, that's not as radical, obviously, but just seeing what they showed us and chewing yeah. it over and mulling it through and just having a think about things. And um, I'm actually putting a video out tomorrow about my full thoughts and things. But it was interesting going through and seeing, like, and scrutinizing the video, seeing exactly what's there, what they've called the stuff, like looking at the new hitboxes and things. Um, I was taking some time to, like, really think about it. And it's, yeah, it's fascinating because you've got all of these new hitboxes now on the armor so you have there's a brother and the thor and you've got chest and back left and right stomach neck and the two shoulders i think that's all of them and then you've got the four plates front back left and right as well and there's like a few questions that i have about this new system that's kind of intriguing um the first one being like what hitboxes are still available that we don't see there. Do you know what I mean? A bit like lower nape now. Um, because I think we talked... Did we talk about this a little bit last time about the armpit, potential armpit meta? <laughs> or yeah. something? Because like, yeah, because even on the Zabralo, if you turn one way, like if you turn your gun one direction, especially because there was... Um, it's in the video. Like I, I flag it in the video that I'm bringing out. I think because the guy goes into the inventory or something and there's like a... Because his left arm comes up, there's like a gap here. And you could shoot the guy and one-shot him in the thorax through the armpit, I think, depending on the way the hitboxes work. So I'm interested to know exactly how that functions. I had assumed previously that the armor coverage would still make sense based on purely the zones, but there were going to be more zones. But I actually don't think this is the case anymore. I think this is actually like realistic hitboxes, which is crazy because in the slick example... The slick only affects the... I mean, right now, the slick only has a thorax covering. Whether that'll be front plate, back plate, I'm I'm not really sure. But it covers the thorax, right? But they managed to kill the dude in the demo with a single shot and on the death screen that they showed, unless they made a mistake or something, but the death screen that they showed said thorax. So you can hit someone in the thorax from the front wearing a slick. And the slick's supposed to cover that hitbox. So they... The takeaway for me from that is that they've, like, disassociated these two things right there's no concept of the armor covers the whole hitbox anymore it's just the armor covers what it covers that's got its own collision model or whatever and then the hitbox itself is behind that depending on the actual physical size of the thing someone in the chat is saying wasn't it neck the neck one was for the trooper i've, I've watched this video like 50 times this morning so the, the slick one hits the thorax and the trooper one is from the neck with the shotgun the guy's got the ak on the slick one so one's one's neck and one is is thorax um, which, because I, I also thought it was just neck, um, which makes sense, right? Because that's the, it doesn't cover that. But the guy with the slick dies to a thorax shot, which is kind of interesting. Um, so there's a few things to this. It's like it's fascinating. There's also the the fact that front, back, and left and right. So I think left and right are only going to be small. I think like anywhere here, I don't think it's going to be covered. You're going to have plates to like. Well, you can't really see it on the on the camera, but like up to 
on, you know, halfway up your chest, basically. And then after that, I don't think there is anything. And even on all the armors, like the armor just comes over the shoulder and over the arm, but not underneath. So you could be shot in that section. Um, I don't think there's really any way that you can protect from that on in most armors. And, but then, but then you've got the flip side, right, of like the front section. So on the Zabralo and the Thor, they've got class three. Or at least we don't know actually for the Zabralo, but the, the Thor that they showed has got class three on the front and the back and all over the other places. And then you put a plate in that's class six. Well, what does that mean? Because they got rid of the whole like layered armor ages ago. The only way you could do this now is on helmets and it's like impossible to test because as soon as it goes wrong, you die and you have to keep back in again, which is really annoying. Um, and because it's just not really relevant in the game, no one has tested it for a long time. But now you're going to have, again, it's like, because back in the day, just for people who have started more recently than about, you know, the last two or three years, there used to be a system all the way back in the day where the armored rigs, you could put over actual armored vests. Like you used to be able to stack them together and people used to do that. This is bringing that system back in again, but with plates instead. So you can have class six at the front and then class three behind. I don't know what that does. Like I have no idea what the actual model is for that, interestingly. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see exactly how that makes things work because it might actually buff armor more, like the big armors with big plates in them and stuff because you've got the, the six and then the three afterwards. So I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. Um, there's like the, the Western versus, you know, Eastern plates there. There's like the Asapi, right. Asapi plates for like the Western style ones, like the NFM Thor. I think that's actually Norwegian. They're like a Norwegian company or something, but they use like Asapi, Asapi plates, hmm. um, which go in. And there's like the two ones at the front, which are the two by twos. And then there's the two side ones, which are one by one. So they're different. So you can't just put the plate anywhere. Um, and then there's the ones for the Zabrala. You only see it for a split second in the thing when they shoot him with the shotgun is that there's, they're called like Granite 5A which is you know, some plate for the Zabralo, I suppose. And I was like looking around because there's a lot of the conversation about what's modular, what's not modular, mm-hmm. whether some will and won't be, some will just be you know, fixed or whatever. And like the rule of thumb is, you know, Russian armor is probably going to be fixed. US armor is going to be modular, you imagine. But I looked around and like quite a few of them actually have slots for stuff. I think there's um, various ones, even some of the like crappy like ceramic ones at the moment, like you can replace the plates and things. I was like intrigued. I like did a bit of digging around and um, actually more of them were modular than I expected. Maybe they're not like super easy to get in and out, but it's possible. So I, I don't actually know like the full scale of what's going to be good or not. The last thing that I'll say about it is this whole neck protection thing. I think neck might be the new head eyes. Like yeah, neck is going to be crazy. Um, and I had a quick look through, like none of the armored rigs really have it. Like the Osprey does. There's a couple, but almost none of the class four armored rigs do. Interestingly, the crappy ceramic one actually does, and things like the Karasa do as well. So the Karasa's yeah. got this like neck protection. This might become really important. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, it might become absolutely critical to have this neck piece on. Um, maybe there'll be an extra piece for it. Maybe maybe it'll be separate for some armors as well. I, I don't really know. We're gonna have to see. But I've just tried to like glean as much information as possible. Like my consolidated thoughts are there um, in tomorrow's vid. But it's been yeah, it's been interesting. Like I don't know that much about modular armor and plating particularly. So I did some research and. Had a little look around. It's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what the material, the neck piece is made out of. I mean, uh, my like you know very low educated guess would be like aramid. I don't even know if you could call an educated guess at this point. But if if it's aramid, let's say, I feel like that's like good enough to simply be like an anti scav slash anti shotgun because that's like this, mm. when he shot the guy in the. Uh, Thor Zabralo with like the helmet on and, and, and the neck and 
one time i was like oh no oh no <laughs> so like yeah definitely i feel like neck arms can be pretty important um yeah yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting, and th- and those armors, and it's we're going to have to see what the full because like you can you can put Gazelle the armors in the modding too? thing now. The has gazelle has something... a neck piece, so does the current, intriguingly. Yes. So it, we're going to have to see what this does, and if it's the way that I suspect, where it is actually just like because I thought they were going to do it lazily, but if it is actually just the actual hitbox is only covered by the actual armor in the way it covers it, you know, you might have a hitbox half covered. So something like the reduced. M, I think, actually doesn't cover that much neck, really. Mm. So you might cover a little bit, but not much. You might actually be better off with a gazelle. But it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it um, it's going to mix, it's going to take it completely on its head. And then there's like, are you going to buy the stick on its own? Is it going to have like class two Aramid in it? And then you put a plate in? Like, what's that going to cost? Where'd you get the plates from? Like, how much are they going to be? Can you buy plates for class four to six? You know, it's good. It's, it's fascinating. Like, you can imagine a situation where people have class six at the front, four at the back and sides, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's like a min max. Really, is going to depend on what happens. I'm like, I'm so intrigued. I want to see like which ones you can modulize, which ones you can't, which are fixed, which are not, which hitboxes that they look like they cover, like how you can be able to tell, like all the testing. It's going to be interesting and cool. Yeah, like that's a Gila rig too. It's like literally like a a floating plate. You know, I think there's a back plate too, and it's like chains holding it together. Like it's very <laughs> there's like very minimal armor coverage there. So I feel like stuff like that's going to get heavily devalued and. uh the new, the new end screen is going to be like, instead of head eyes, it's going to be like throat, neck or something. Exactly. People are going to get very frustrated. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to see. I'm excited about it. I'm not excited to be getting Superformance slugged through the side of my um, Class 6 armor, really. But we're going to have to figure it out. Like, I think that's the thing. Armors that have... Because like the slick and basically like flips everything on its head, right? Armors like the slick and the trooper, things with really low debuffs, really low move speed penalties and all this kind of thing. Because they had full coverage before, it didn't matter. Now it's going to be a real consideration to go for something that has class three all over the place. And then you put some plates right. in. But you just, as you said, right, you need that like scab protection, something like, because class three is good enough to protect you against like all the garbage. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah, low grade nine by 19 and nine by 18. It's all of the shotgun buckshots, except for maybe flechette. It's, um... It stops almost all of the slugs as well, like all the crappy scab slugs anyway. So, and that's what you need, right? Like you just, you're just getting like copper sabo to the side. Just God's sake, you know, like, it's just one tap you, like no problem. These things do so much damage. It's going to be crazy. Even Buckshot, you're going to get touched by two pellets and die. Like it's nuts. So yeah, we're going to have to see. And you might not be able to protect your armpits. It's just going to be like, everyone's like T-Rexing around the map. You, know, you can like bring your arms in. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting when people prioritize because I, I could see like people not wanting to put in like back plates to like have the extra mm. movement or you know not the weight penalties. But you know, obviously, if they get shot in the back; they're gonna be screwed. So it's kind of it's. Yeah. I'm interested to see what I'm interested to see the uh, emergent player behavior. So am I. It's gonna be so cool to see. You know, like you just have the basic like it's got Aramid two at the back. And then you put mm-hmm. in, you know, four plates at the sides, and then you've got like the six at the front kind of thing. It's going to be fascinating to see what people end up do going you, for with the balance of cost and stuff. Yeah. Do you do you even for do you forgo front plates? Do you, do you just only do side plates? Uh, I can't imagine, but maybe. And I like it too because it's like now it's like when you're like when you're taking a fair fight hypothetically, you know, mm-hmm. you both got you're both facing each other, so you both got your armor protecting you. But like if you're getting mm-hmm. the drop on the guy, you kind of get like a bonus. Because exactly, not, yeah, it's like World of Tanks. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I never it makes played that game. Even but... more powerful. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's a classic thing. Like Fontana is more powerful than yeah, oh, okay, you yeah, yeah. in the back if you can. It's like the, the classic tank trope. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, there's one other thing, which is that this system fixes the overall durability problem. You can now take arm armor. You can get shot in the arm and the arm armor breaks and your chest is still fine. This I fixes like, all of that, this. That's like, a huge it, thing. It's going to swing everything, right? You're going to be like, oh, I want to take in this kind of like, you know, at least light arm armor so I don't just get like shotgunned constantly. You're not going to be able to protect your forearm still, I don't think, because it's, it's shoulder right. left, right. It's like probably comes halfway down the, the bicep, I would imagine. But it's better than nothing. And it does, it makes it more normal now. It's not like weird gaming mechanic. Like it actually makes sense now, which is like, I can't, I can't wait for that. It's going to be good. I wonder too if you, if the hitboxes of like the neck armor and and neck and stuff like that if if you're above them like in a factory on top of the rafters and you get and you're like shooting directly down at them can you like go in between the helmet and the neck armor gap to hit their like collar like maybe if it's the way that it looks you might yeah. be able to like someone in chat has just said how far down do some of the facials go like the big MT one might even kind of cover part of your neck or something because like right now that doesn't actually do it right right like ears don't get covered even though it covers them because. Right. If you shoot ears, the face shield doesn't cover the ears hitbox right, right at the moment. And so even if you shoot through the face shield and hit the ears hitbox, because the face shield doesn't cover the ears hitbox, you right. still die right now in the game. This may change that as well, which is like, hmm, interesting. There's so much stuff to this. I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited for that. But again, another December update. Just have to patiently wait. Exactly. All right. Um, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in as always. Appreciate you all. And with that, catch you all next week. Catch you later.